Coach Ben here, and this is the Benchcast. And today we got a great show, another rainy day out in New York. We're here with Kendall. What's your last name, Kendall? Kendall Young. Kendall Young, Forever Young. Yeah. That is her Instagram, Forever Young. Yep. We're here with Kendall today. We're shooting the shit. We got over here, small arm, leg strong. He's drinking out of one of those fancy water bottles you see at the fancy restaurants. Because <laughs> he's fancy. super hipster. Long arm, and he, fancy. And he has fancy. his coffee from Mickey D's. Was that a dollar this week, Elvis? Mickey D's is killing it in the dollar coffee game. Great marketing. Great dollar marketing. coffee. I, I brewed up my coffee out of the Keurig, trying to save a couple bucks here and there. So we're here with Kendall today. Kendall is... I guess you'd call it secretary position. Yeah, admin. Jim, admin, secretary, lady. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, she handles the paperwork. She handles the behind the scenes stuff that yep. keeps the gym running. Yep. She handles a lot of shit. You yeah. do a lot more than just paperwork shit. She's yeah. out there on the computer doing a lot of different stuff. So yes. we brought her on the show today. I don't think she, she's her first time doing powerlifting. Yeah. And she's going to be going into her first meet. Mm-hmm. So this is her first experience in lifting in general. And uh, you know, prior to that, she was a softball player and whatnot. And then uh, how'd you end up finding the gym? It was a post for help or something? Uh, yeah, I needed a job. And I wanted a job in the sports field. And I saw it and I applied. <laughs> is that what you're going to school for? Yeah, sport management. This is your last year? Yeah. Kind of. Uh-oh. Kind of. Uh-oh. So that Uh-oh. means the real world hits. Yeah. And yep. then you got a shit ton of loans to pay. Yeah, I'm not looking That's forward to that. That's what I'm doing. I'm paying my <laughs> shit ton of loans. Not looking forward to the real world. Yep, I know that very well. I'm going back Elvis to school to escape with. the real world. That's I'm right. going back. You know what? I always thought you could just go to school forever and you don't have to pay ever. Just constantly be in school. And then you never have to pay your loans. That's the life Asheroff talked about. That's it. You just constantly be in school forever. But... So you're going to school uh, with sports management. Sport management, What yeah. did you originally want to do? I always... What are you still trying to do? I always wanted to be a coach for softball. So, and I also just loved sports in general. I would always be on ESPN. I was always yeah. looking up scores on my phone. I always knew the players. Um, so I was like, sports field, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I kind of pretty much started my friend in school. I was trying to be a vet, and then I was like, this isn't happening. Because <laughs> you have school. to be like straight A's and shit, and that was not going to be for me. Um, but he, I was like, so I was like, Dan, what should I do? And he was like, oh, why don't you go and learn exercise science? That's Can what I'm doing. So I said, <laughs> all right, sign me up. And then there I am. Can we just say on the low how competitive veterinary school is? Oh, it's shit. It's extremely competitive. There's like 15 schools across the country. Yeah, yeah. unreal. Yeah. Uh, it's actually probably harder to, to be a vet than it is to be an actual doctor. It is. 100%. Yeah, you go that, more schooling. Yep. It is tough. I'm seeing some of the people, because I went to a vet camp for two weeks back in the day, believe it or not. And I'm, I'm seeing some of those people, um, you know, where we are now, and it's interesting. Some people actually went on to become vets, which is awesome. But, um, you know, others like myself kind of went a different route. But I'm thankful for it, or else I would not be doing what I'm doing now which is what I should be doing on the bench. Let's be real. Getting if people you, strong. If you were a vet, you'd be just benching some cows somewhere. It would be, it'd be really weird. I wouldn't know, you know what, what the hell I would be doing. But that wasn't for me. So, Kendall's graduate. You want to be, you were probably really hardcore into softball or baseball. Were you a baseball girl? Well, when I, when I was younger, I played baseball with my friends. All right. Um, and I didn't know that you couldn't play with 
boys when you were younger in an yep. official league. They segregate you. Yeah. Yep. So I got put into like a town little league and I fell in love with it and I just didn't stop. All right. Yeah. What What's like the next step for a softball player? You play in college and that's about it? Um, it's, you have to play in like a really good college, like D1 and you have to be like really good. Um, Move on to something Yeah, else. and then they have very few professional teams, like it's a quarter of the amount of like any other professional team. It's really small, so you have to be like, and then now so that the Olympics the, are back too. Yeah, so, so they have the Olympics. Yeah. And then there is professional softball. So it's kind of like professional lacrosse. There is, but there isn't. Yeah, there is, but and there you isn't. you get paid like $1,000. You get paid nothing. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> like, you just play. You do it for yeah, a month. You got to be really good, but they don't pay you nothing. Yep. Pretty all much. Right. So you got to really love softball. Yeah. How good were you at softball? Um, it's all right. <laughs> You're all right? Decent? What position? I played third and catcher. Which you like more? <sighs> it was always a love love relationship with both, but I say third because I like getting, that? I like diving for balls and getting that thrill of maybe getting hit in the face. Like. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> it's like when I'm benching, I might take one to the face. Yeah. That would pretty much be the end of my career yeah. and my life. And uh, it's funny because in football training, <clears throat> whenever we had a receiver who would drop balls, they would just take the helmet off, always throw the ball right at their face. Oh, yeah? They're not going to drop any more balls. No, it's true. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good way to learn. Sticky yeah. hands. That's like, it brings me back to the story that my great-grandpa taught my grandpa <laughs> how to swim by throwing him into the lake. You just have, do yeah. it. Yep. You just my, do it. My grandfather did that, too. Oh, yeah? I guess that's how they did it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how <laughs> that they did it. That was swim class. I'm glad you guys are around. <laughs> <laughs> that was hey, swim class swimmer? back in the day. They throw you in the lake, you either make it or you don't. <laughs> it weeds off the, the ones that aren't strong enough to make it. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was population control back in the day. It was acceptable. So you get the job at the gym, yeah. and you come in for the first time. What were you thinking? You probably, like, you didn't know what the hell you were getting into. Well, You're driving in an industrial-looking place. Yeah, that was a little sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> I parked in the wrong parking lot. I yeah, was like, I, where's this gym? Listen, I was trying to find our gym, Gagging Strength, out in Long Island, um, that place, man, I, I drove around for 30 minutes. I was frustrated as hell. Luckily, I got there an hour early because I could not find <laughs> yep. the place. I drove around everything. Not as much signage now, but. Yeah. So you had trouble finding it? Yeah, I had trouble finding it, and then I parked in, like, the lot next door and, like, the mechanic next door, like, was oh, like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. right in here. And yeah. so I came in, and it was just John, like, working out, and I was like, oh. oh okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, here we go. You weren't used to all this equipment and shit, right? You know, when I applied for it, I thought it was, like, a private gym like I know it said powerlifting but I didn't know actually the like difference between powerlifting weightlifting or just working out in a gym like yeah. I really didn't know like I know that's like really yeah. like bad but <laughs> yeah it was all new to me <laughs> so when I walked in I really didn't know what to expect <laughs> yeah I, I remember your first day and then I, I was trying to shoot the shit with you and you looked pretty nervous like you didn't know what the hell you're gonna get into yeah because uh, it was it must different environment we're, yeah uh, we're a little we laid back we have fun uh, a little bit different atmosphere than some of those those stricter places out there mm -hmm. but you know we have a good time there and um so you started lifting yeah there as well how far in did you start lifting you were there for a little bit you i was learning the ropes yeah i was learning the ropes learning like the lingo i had no idea what everybody was talking about for like the first month and a half i was like what yeah what what's some of that what's some of the words you, anything come to mind 
I like. I know plates is weird. Like when you're learning how. To plates lifting. wasn't weird because I've I've been in gyms before and I've had to do conditioning for softball. So I knew like plates and what you had to quarters, do. And, yeah, chips. quarters. Chips got me. That's just chips got you. Well, that. That um, got me too. I didn't know what the hell. I didn't eat <laughs> chips. Right. <laughs> chip. He Elvis eats these weird, freaking seaweed chips. Okay, listen, listen. And it pisses everyone off. You need sodium. You need salt. When you're dehydrated, you <laughs> seaweed. You just go straight to seaweed. He eats seaweed good. chips. Seaweed's good. I've had seaweed chips. You've had before. seaweed yeah. chips. Phenomenal. Yeah. I would eat seaweed, not seaweed chips. They smell. Listen, you can go ahead seaweed. and you can cramp all you want over there, but I'm, I'm gonna stay cramp free. Of a new seaweed chip. There's so much better options than a seaweed chip. Now, you see, noon tabs are expensive. It's like $5 for the whole thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, seaweed chips, it's like $5 for like a five-pound bag. All right, I'll give you All that. Right, yeah. So what, what, any other lingo you I remember I asked you about like 20 million times what DE stand for. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, what is DE? programming questions. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what DE yeah. is, and that's dynamic effort. Um, you know, Still I think it's don't know popularized what it by Westside Barbo. Speed work, you know, as you can say as well, speed yep. work. And what you're trying to do there, be very explosive with your movements, working on power production. So you have strength and then how quickly you can use that strength. And that's kind of what the phase you're working on there with that dynamic effort stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was, yeah, you had to learn that one. There's some other stuff, I'm sure, programming-wise, yeah. you got to figure out I've a never few of the seen... uh, letters are, SS, yeah. slingshot, mm -hmm. and some abbreviations and whatnot. I've never actually seen, like, a program set up like that. It was definitely, like, now I, like, I answer all the questions about it because, like, the emails and the programs that he sells. Now I get it, but at first I was like, what am I looking at? Like, how is this organized? And so when he sat me down and, like, described it, I was like, oh, it really does make sense. But when you first look at it, you're like, what? <laughs> all I got was reps and sets. Like, that's all I got from that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you started doing powerlifting training. Yeah. And that was all new to you probably, huh? It's really three moves, just variations thrown in. Yeah. yeah. So it was. not doing a, a crazy ton, bunch of different stuff, but. You know, you get in your squat, bench, and deadlift up, and that's the days of the week to train, a squat, mm -hmm. bench, deadlift. So how is that a little bit different for you? I'd like to hear how that was different because you said you trained for softball. Yeah. Like what you're doing for softball compared to what you were doing once you got into the powerlifting. Yeah, definitely it was an adjustment with the squat. The squatting was the only, like, lift that I did more when I played softball because I was a catcher, so I did need to get my legs strong, you know, my back strong. Um, but... I was terrible with my feet because when you're a catcher, you're taught to shift on the inside of your knees. Yes, I remember that. And my legs would be like ducks. And so I would squat and I would squat all messed up. And once Benny and John showed me the right way to do it, I was like, well, that's a difference. Because <laughs> yes. I'm used to being on my toes, shifting on the inside of my knees, leaning. And now I have to stay and spread my knees out, <clears throat> keep my feet planted, dig, in, dig into mm -hmm. the floor. You get a quicker reaction time off the toes. Yeah. So that's where you get yeah. that from. Yeah. yeah. So when she first came in and was doing squats, so you got a lot. Of, it's funny to see people's previous experience and how it carries over. Like being specific catcher stuff, you know, always blocking with your knees, having to get your knees in. Mm -hmm. But squats, you're always thinking about keeping pressure more outside of your feet too, driving those knees out, hip tension, mm -hmm. a little bit different there. And you were you kind of you were buckling in at the knees. The knees were coming in. Yep. And we were telling you, you know, drive the knees out, all that stuff. And you're having a hard time with that, getting better. But it's kind of already ingrained at that point. Yeah. Especially too, because you're going through what was at high school and stuff like that. And that's really when you're starting to pick up uh, motor patterns. Mm -hmm. They always say you want to start specifying like what you want to do 
sports wise and in high school around mm -hmm. that age because that's when you're really picking up motor patterns mm -hmm. and you were uh, catching you're getting all these different movements there that that don't transfer so well powerlifting but mm -hmm. um, that was on the flip side too maybe you had some bad habits but softball must have set you up huge yeah. for lifting because you really you just hit the ground running all your lifts are continuing to go up she just hit. What were you squatting the first time you came in? Obviously, a little learning curve. Right when I was first squatting, it was like what, a plate, something. Not even. It was just focusing on the knees, so it was like probably like one sixty-five. I was doing. Yeah, so like nothing compared. To, like you just did two seventy-five with with bands attached, but five, you know you got over two plates on the bar compared to when you're starting just one plate. So mm -hmm. you're just. And how long period is this now? And well, been a little while, but I started consistently lifting in January, so it's pretty much I hit the ground oh, so running in five months, and you're yeah, still taking yeah. off. That's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I know so, our deadlift has been exploded. Yeah, it's and I belt. guarantee. Yeah. You, <laughs> while, <laughs> so while you get like good uh, initial gains when you start out, being a softball player too, already you know engaged in sports and getting that power production, you got to be explosive. You got to throw mm -hmm. the ball. You got to squat down, do all that mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, you already had a base of strength, now you're just developing it to a certain technique. So it most certainly must have helped you out big time, the whole softball thing. Mm -hmm. It definitely so. did. Uh, being a softball player or an athlete in general before getting into another sport is because you're used to the movements. You're used to activating those muscles that you need to activate. If you haven't played any sports before, and you're just not used to that movement and that, like using those muscles. Yeah. So when I came into it, I was like, okay, the squat, you know, just have to focus on my knees. I was scared of the bench, but now I love it. It's like my favorite lift. But, and the deadlift. So it's just those muscles that are like, oh, you're firing them up again, but it's in a different way, but they're still being used how you used them before. Yeah. I don't know if that really makes sense. No, but. it makes sense because <laughs> as an athlete, you're used to using your body in a certain way. Yeah. So you can learn a different way to use your body. Mm -hmm. Someone just coming in off the street, like we, we see it a lot in athletes we get who are like younger kids who are mm -hmm. athletes versus who are not. We yeah. can teach them how to move and then we teach them the lifts. Mm -hmm. We can teach the athletes how to do the lift because they already know how to move. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's well put. Um, I know we have one person at the gym and you can tell when people have a hard time picking up on cues, hip pinching, that type of stuff. Just knowing when their back is actually neutral. Like if I told you get neutral back, you'd understand that yep. position. But some other people might have no clue. They could be rounded and think they're neutral, mm -hmm. and they yep. just don't have that connection. And you can yell at them all you want, but it's not like doing things. Don't know that position. You usually got to put them there. Um, but usually, if you ask them what their background is, they rarely played sports. Mm -hmm. uh, I asked one person at the gym what he was doing as you know background. Have you played sports long? Uh, it was very recent. He got into it, and more or less, he would kind of go home and he did the whole video game thing, and that's kind of all that was going on. He weren't moving. <laughs> When we were younger, I was out there every day playing sports on the yep. street. There's just a complete lack of proprioception and like just the average everyday person. Mm -hmm. it's huge. Yeah, it's it's crazy how many kids are just hooked on the video games now and aren't doing anything. Yeah. I don't know if it's so where I'm from, Massachusetts, right? We don't <laughs> it's not like it's populated here, like backyards are bigger, we have more space traditionally. So we usually have kids that get together and we, we play in a field or something like mm -hmm. that. Um I don't know if it's different here at all, but there's you know streets can get a little cramped, not as much space. I know you got parks and whatnot, but I don't really see anyone playing on the streets. Like when I go home, I don't see it as much now because technology kind of got a grasp on us. But back in the day, I would be driving down the streets. I'd see kids hanging out, playing basketball, football on the streets. 
uh, I'd see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Growing up, we had the same thing over here. Yeah. And now it's just kind of leaned out. It's just different. I don't know. These kids just like video games. Oh, yeah, a school bus coming by now. <laughs> What's up, school bus? Time for video games. <laughs> Man, we had to walk five rank. miles uphill in the snow both ways. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. <laughs> we didn't do that. That's the generation before you. Grandpa did. Yeah. They, they did the snow. They did the Rocky Balboa to get to school. But, yeah, that, that today is just very different. Uh, I'm, I mean, I haven't played video games in so long now. Kind of once life gets a hold of you. But I, I don't do as much stuff outside as I would, too. What do you do conditioning-wise, Ken? Are you doing conditioning outside of lifting? Any yoga-type stuff? Um, I, like to, I like to stretch, stay loose. Yeah, right. <laughs> stay right still now. playing softball? Are you playing um, anyone? I haven't really picked up. I picked up a ball here and there. It was just, you know, an issue when I quit. I was like, fall, I was like falling out of love with the sport, so I wanted to like get out before I hated it. Yeah. So I haven't really gotten the motivation to get and play a competitive game. I've played like pickup, like soft softball, like arc ball, which is <laughs> slow compared to what you play yeah. in college or Why'd high school. Why did you start hating it? I had a really bad coach in college. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. Really bad coach. I went from great coaches in travel ball, in high school, in town ball. I had great coaches that were hands-on. And then when I got to college, just went down in the the shitter. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) My high school team could have beat my college team. A bad coach really ruins it for you. That's, you know, especially in your youth. I know I had a coach. He just liked to yell, and he just, like, kind of beat up on you guys and run you and stuff. It wasn't very uh, personal either. And that just kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't want to play again. I had the same thing with swimming. I went from great coaches to just one awful coach one year. I just I didn't want to go back. It sucks because yeah. then you you have like this high expectation yep. of these coaches and they're hands on and they really they give you like we got cues back then yep. too. Like now I knew what cues meant and I knew like when you say activate your lats, like activate this muscle, like watch this because I like again I was an athlete, so I was used to that and I like when people tell you to focus on something when you're lifting. And I didn't get any of that. And so when you have that, and then you go from somewhere where, like, hey, hit a single or yeah. hit, hit a triple, like, go, like, like thanks, but <laughs> I, I'll do it. Like, yeah, I'm not learning how to get better, Because you always yeah. have to learn, even at a college level. You always got to work on those fundamentals and learn. And same thing yeah. with power mental, power mental, power lifting. Yeah, power <laughs> <lifting>. <laughs> I say all kinds of things sometimes. But, um, yeah, that's, that's really huge, like, just having that hands-on help. And it sucks for the kids because you're stuck in a school system. It's not like you're going to a new school or getting traded over to a new school. Mm. So you're pretty much stuck with what you got. And if it leaves a bad experience, I mean, you don't have another option. You're stuck in that school. Mm-hmm. So that that really sucks, you know, um, if you have a bad coach. But what can you do? Mm-hmm. I guess you just got to go through it. But yep. that was the end of softball for you? Mm-hmm. Played two years of college softball, and I quit. <laughs> not doing much now? Uh, not so much in the softball game. Uh, doing the, you're getting under power. Yeah, yeah, really. I, you know, I like using my my muscles. I like throwing shit around. Yeah, like, I just love it. Like, yeah. I always loved it since I was younger, so when I found this, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I can use muscles <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I've got to run. It's a competitive... <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. You don't have to run the base. Yeah, Nobody no. at the gym likes running. I hate like running. Me and Vin. Yeah, only I like swimming, though. Like I swim a lot. I used to swim when I was younger. I know. I ain't run nowhere. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to hike Chipotle. a little bit. I was done. Maybe to the fridge. To the yeah, fridge. Or the bathroom. The shit. So I <laughs> oh tell God. people, either run to the bathroom or run to the fridge. Oh, 
That's my powerless. PSA, don't go to the bathroom after Benny. I always have to clean yeah. up after him. <laughs> yeah, sucks. It's a known thing. I give a 30-minute warning, but no one listens. <laughs> I have to go and clean it up. It's my job. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> it's okay, Kendall. It used to be mine. Uh-huh. Yeah, it used to be both his, yeah. I used to do that, too. I spent five years Barnes & Noble cleaning bathrooms. And let me tell you, let me tell you, if we're talking cleaning bathrooms, no one's worse than the woman's room. Oh, it's disgusting. The woman's room is the worst, 100% mm-hmm. time, 105% yep. time. I think 145. Yes, all the time. It's, it's terrible. It's, yeah. They're gross. Without a doubt. It's really yeah. bad. Um, I know firsthand, five years, clean bathrooms every day. Mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble. Women's bathroom, by far the worst. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm a woman. They're yeah. just, we're, well, I, I wouldn't say we are. But everyone but. agrees with that. Yeah. I've never, never heard anyone that don't agree with that. But, uh, yeah, I know, I know a thing or two about cleaning bathrooms. <laughs> I, tell you. I mean, that's not my only <laughs> job, but I, I have to uh, do it. <laughs> You know, my first first three jobs, I think, were all, like, cleaning stuff. So I was ecstatic once I got to actually train someone. You kind of got to pay your dues, I guess. You got to make money somehow. But I was, man, I was so pumped just being able to, like, train someone. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world because I had all these jobs just cleaning. But I wanted to work out of that. I, I had to get out of that. that I was sucks. I was absolutely so excited when I had a non-retail job. That was huge. Yeah, oh, I getting out of retail. that retail shit, huh? I hated the retail. I worked at Staples. I think it's tough for people to get out of uh, their routine like that because mm-hmm. you have the experience in that. So you, in order to progress somehow, you need to get experience in it. But, but no to one, get that, you wanna, you, no one wants to hire someone without experience. No, no one's going to hire someone fresh. So it's tough. Rough. It's like you got to do free work for a long time or something. You know, I, It's just tough to go about breaking into new things, but it could be done. It can be done for sure. It's got to try to throw yourself in there. I mean, I did it. I, n- I had no idea what powerlifting was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just applied and I got the job. Well, yeah. Well, see, now you got a little experience. So if you wanted to do something. Yeah, it definitely helps too because I think uh, John, um, Gabriel Strength, he just looked at my resume and like he saw that I did an internship with an athletic director and I kind of knew like sports. Like I just knew it. Yeah, so it kind of was going to be just Yeah. Things. Yeah, so... um. Learning the lifts, what do you think was the most difficult part of learning the lifts? What did you struggle with the most off the bat, initially? Off the bat? Um, really, just like, in my case, just like the lingo. <laughs> really, it was just like... Just learning what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, like, what do you, like, because I knew, like, like I said before, like, I knew what muscles to activate. And it was really just you training. Yeah. You on quick. Yeah, I did. So, um, it was really I was a little nervous going into it cuz I had an expectation of the people that power lifted or did heavy weightlifting. What was that? What was your um, your vision of powerlifting? Big big fat dude. Big <laughs> not big just big dudes um that just big looked dudes, mean. No ladies. Um ladies, but then the ladies would just be even bigger. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what I had. <laughs> So I like went into that thinking everybody was just gonna be like, Ooh, like yeah, just like don't talk to me, I'm trying to lift. Yeah. But it was totally different. I came and everybody was super nice, and it was like a family I was walking into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, some gyms I imagine might be like that, but even I find even with those guys that look big and scary, maybe they got a bunch of tattoos, got the shaved heads, yeah, got the beards. It's pretty much described to me <laughs> minus tattoos, but. Um, you know, those big guys that kind of keep to themselves. It's just because they're in the zone with their training. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to them outside, 
you know, they're very, you know, they usually they got in the lift in two because they have insecurities elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And they just, uh, they're, it's, it's not them that you got to worry about. It's those other people that, you know, aren't engaged with sports and stuff and they don't really give a shit. And, and they just, they have that confidence about themselves. They kind of come off like brash and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But lifters usually have, already have insecurities. Like I know for myself too, uh, I was very, very shy. And I didn't like, you know, I, I was not very, um, I was kind of fat growing up. So, you know, um, that didn't bother me too much, but just, it's just, I was very shy, had a hard time kind of like making friends and stuff. I had plenty of friends, but like, I, it was just hard to make new ones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, lifting was a very good outlet. And I found that anyone at the gym, I could just shoot the shit with. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that nowadays too. I'm not very good at just picking up friends outside of gym atmosphere. You know, I don't really start shooting shit with people like that. In the gym, though, I'll rub my mouth and have a good time. But that's yeah. about all that happens. <laughs> that's start I, feel, I feel secure in there. Yeah, I start shit, too. But I feel comfortable in the gym atmosphere. The training really gave that to me. I could walk in any gym anywhere and feel comfortable talking to whoever, even if they're big, scary dudes. So it's, even if it's the environment, you're used to it. You thrive yeah, you from it. you feel comfortable. And as you progress in training, you gain that confidence, too, which is great. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, I understand because I, I was the same way too in the power of the gym. You know, I had those expectations, but then I quickly found out, like you yeah. did, everyone's very, very nice, nice and helpful. Yeah. And even the good lifters too, they like to help out the newer people yeah. just as much. Yeah, like I definitely found that too. I'd rather help out newer lifters sometimes than I would someone that's already been in it, you know, because yeah. it's so rewarding to see them get a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good observation. Um, so having that expectations usually that's not the case so if you're thinking about joining a powerlifting gym or anything like kendall did it's probably not as scary as you think it's gonna be no, not at all. everyone always makes out the gym be a weird scary place when they first step in most of the time you know it's pretty nice it's just normal yeah. people yeah. throwing some heavy weight around <laughs> yeah and then you make your friends and then you're in yeah and you're doing your shit so i want to talk to you about first meet coming up first meet all right, that's exciting. When yeah. You started out doing your first meet. That's like when you officially become a powerlifter. Yeah, it was exciting. I remember when signing I... up for my first meet. We talked on a podcast about Elvis's horrible first meet experience. Horrendous first meet experience. We did the podcast. Go check that out, guys, on <laughs> iTunes. Go back. We talked all about first meet, what to expect, how it's not as scary as it appears to be. but And how um, you could not have messed up more than I did. Yeah, you should listen to that, Kendall. I don't <laughs> okay. know if you heard that one. But I man, have not. Man, I'll Elvis had a rough first meet. I'll listen. Rough first meet. Makes me feel better about my <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but he did it, and he, he kept with it, and it was good. So, um, yeah, I remember signing up. I was, like, excited but super nervous. Mm-hmm. What are some of the feelings you get and like, you don't know what to expect kind of deal and all that? Like, talk about that a little bit. Um, you're a little different because you're – we actually – that's a home meet. Yep. So all the same equipment, all the same people. Nothing's really changing. You're kind of just lifting with a little more on the line. Mm-hmm. But nothing's really changed. You're not going somewhere. I traveled six hours in my first meet. Um, you, you know, the environment's not changing. People aren't really changing. But what, what's, like, making you a little nervous? Just, it's a, it's just a competition. So I'm nervous if I'm going to not do good, if I'm going to do good. So you have certain expectations. And yeah. And you just want to make sure you meet them. I'm sure yeah. we all get that. Yeah, now, yeah, know. that's definitely it. It's, you know, that nerves of, like, am I going to do great or am I going to do crappy? So, and then I also kind of, like, know what I'm, like, going into because I have, like, worked the meets at the gym. So, I kind of know how it's structurally set up. Mm -hmm. But actually competing is going to be a – so, hopefully I get a little bit of an advantage because I did play 
sports competitively. Yeah. So maybe that will help my yeah, confidence. You walk in and everything all set. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's like perfect. I feel like you're. So you have to do good. <laughs> I guess. You have to do good now. The, hex, the yeah. bar's set too yeah, high. You, you, you set that bar for me with the bench. The bar's too high. Yeah, yeah, I told Kendall, she just floated on the bench, and it pumps me up. And I told her, 200 pounds, and I'll make you a banana cream pie. Because um, we got a thing at the gym. Um, if you brought me in a banana cream pie, I'd give you a shirt. Because if you don't know, banana cream pie is my favorite pie. It is the best pie out there. Better than cake. Can't go wrong with banana cream, right? Whipped cream. I had five different rankings on it. I was a uh, taste, presentation, the crustiness of the crust. <laughs> There's a lot included, like how you can slice it. Is it pineus? Mm. That's a category, pineus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a good and let category. me tell you, listen, I only got two pies so far. <laughs> but One of which is pie, mine. So, yes, you got a pie, and then, and then Liz had a pie. Mm. And I like different things about both of them. But they I'll both you, made top three. Yes, you're. Yes, that's a good way <laughs> to put three, it. Top three, I'm top two. And Stu Leonard's is in there too, because they they technically made me a pie. So and Kendall, man, your presentation was off the hook. It was good. I think he even sprinkled some some uh, flakes on there. Yeah, I did. But that's how she actually has a shirt on that she won, right? This she's was winning. the winning through the Instagram, but I have the sweatshirt from the pie. Right, so she's winning a lot. Yeah. But she got <laughs> the sweatshirt from the pie. Uh, but open challenge, anyone wants to make me a pie and get it to me, I will send you a shirt. If you mm -hmm. want a free shirt, make me a pie. So I'm a real big banana cream pie connoisseur. He was excited about that. And if anyone brings him a tray of mac and cheese, you owe him a coffee. You will owe me something, <laughs> and we are not friends. <laughs> I but I definitely want to get out east. This is Long Island. I got out east. I like to, you know what, I talk a lot of shit about New York, but I like the balance here. Because I could go out east and it's it's just like farm and mm -hmm. area and, well, and just space. And then I can go the other direction and then you're in a big-ass city. Yeah. You have balance between the two. It's kind of cool. You don't get that many other places. You get the water, too. Water, and then if yep. you go if upstate water, New York, you get the woods. Yeah, the only thing I don't like is the population. And well, we need to throw more people in the water so I, they can swim. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Thanos over here. What? Thanos. Thanos. He doesn't get it. <laughs> he doesn't get it. I don't know. This is Greek mythology or something. <laughs> I don't know. We just put a Greek flag in the gym, though. I got to represent my homeland. I'm going to Greece uh, in, uh, in the fall. I had my Irish so. root shirt on the other day. Oh, yeah. shit. You're Irish? Yeah. I have a shirt that I'm says American-made with Irish roots. Oh, Pretty you know sick. what? I want to ask you about that shirt. That was a really cool shirt. It was cool, right? I like that. You had the roots, so she had a shirt with this tree. And the roots spread out in the ground, and that was the Irish flag, mm -hmm. and then the U.S. with the at the top. That yeah, was oh, pretty, sure. yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like I one of my one. favorite shirts. Yeah, I really like that. They, make, they make up a, for yeah. The, oh, well, they make I, them for everywhere. Well, I got it at the, like the Scottish, Welsh, and Irish fair, so it was only like those three. But oh. I'm sure you can find a shirt of like. That was a pretty cool shirt. Yeah. That was a pretty cool shirt. So, first meet's coming up. That's right around the corner. Yeah. So, you a little bit nervous? What's the deal? I'm nervous. But I'm, you're set up good. Yeah, I am. I'm All excited. Right. I'm trying to get best lifter. Yeah, that's, trying to get best lifter. Yeah, like, goal. I'm All trying right. to get best lifter because... Man, best lifter in your first meet? It took me a shit ton of meat to get anything <laughs> near best lifter. Well, you know, you always got to shoot high, and mm -hmm. that's what I always say. And don't be upset at yourself. That's true. That's a good life lesson. Yeah. I just shared on the bench cast. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that, boys. <laughs> shoot high. Yeah, shoot high and don't be mad at yourself when you don't get that high because always 
on the way, set your little goals. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, so doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> small progression, but shoot high. Yeah, no, we get what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Not really. It's always, I'm a bench clinic, so I always talk about the longevity of it. And you don't want to push too fast too soon. You go for lifts you have no business doing. You really mm-hmm. shouldn't fail in training much. You got to think long term. If you can add even, I tell people five pounds in a year is awesome. This past year, uh, there's been years I didn't put anything on my bench, but this past year, I guess around the same time period, put 15 pounds on my bench, and I was like ecstatic about that. You know, not, it doesn't seem like a lot, but man, that's a huge increase. I know if, if I did that again next year, and I did that again next year, and I did it again next year, I'm not that old yet. I keep going every year. <laughs> yeah. I keep putting 15 pounds on. I'm going to be in yeah. a really good spot when mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like 35. I think a lot of people get discouraged because at the in the beginning it just comes so fast. Yeah. The improvements yes. are huge. Yes, yep. that that is you know I almost wish that didn't happen because <laughs> that really messes with people. That's yep. also what I'm like scared about because right now I'm still like I'm going up yeah, it's and awesome. I'm nervous to get to that plateau where it's going to be an actual struggle to go up. It's going to hit you. I know it's, it's going to hit me, but I'm like nervous about it because I don't want to get discouraged because I can't. I have. Yeah, if if as long I tell everyone you got to enjoy the process. And then training at that point becomes kind of a puzzle piece because what you've been doing is only going to get you a certain way, and then you have to switch things up to get to the rest of it. So, you know, milk a program for what it's worth, but then eventually you're going to have to tweak some things and make some adjustments. But that's the fun of it. You put in different puzzle pieces where it needs to be to gain that, that rest. Mm-hmm. But you got to enjoy that. All right, so that's what I always tell people. If you enjoy the process, you'll be good. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you're going to quickly fall off, like most people. I'd say most people get weeded out. Once that kind of hits, they get frustrated. First big plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. first big. Like, I don't think a lot of people could handle not adding to their bench in a year like I did. I think people would really struggle with that. They get frustrated. They start to uh, you know, dump some other lists or whatever, and then they're out the door. Where were you stuck for a year? Was it 315? 315 I was stuck for. All right. Yeah, I was stuck at 315 for an entire year. Let me tell you the differences I made real quick. And I try to get everyone out of this habit, too. That's why I try to get everyone out of this habit. I was super, super wide. All right, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I got my hands out all the way to, uh, what's that, index on the ring. All right, widest legal grip. So I did everything in my, my power to cut range of motion because I, I have shorter arms. I'm blessed that way on the bench. All right, I can get my hips down um, so I can arch, like I'd say, a Russian girl. <laughs> Right, you see those little Russian girls on YouTube and whatnot, how they arch them? Yeah. I kind of got that going on, but for a bigger white dude. <laughs> bigger right? white dude. So <laughs> that's kind of what I had going on, feet tucked underneath. And, man, I was moving the bar so so little space. But I did that every single day. I was probably training once a week, you know, really focused on bench. Um, so I was lacking some frequency. I was doing everything in my power to cut range of motion. It was pretty much just drive my heels, catch the bar at the top. You know, there was no training whatsoever. It was kind of a little Olympic lift, and that was it. Um, but then I switched to feet up, trained with a closer grip, did a lot more benching, and, man, did that help a ton. Did some overhead press and brought up some weaknesses, but all that really paid off um, because I tell you, if you're just playing the cut range of motion and get what you can out of your set and whatnot all the time, uh, then you can probably hit that rough go. You actually have to get a training effect. If you make training easier, your meat's going to be harder. That's right. Man, mm-hmm. that is that is Socrates. <laughs> you want to say that again? If you make your training easier, your meat's going to be harder. Yep. That's good. What's Makes the sense. vice versa? If you make your training harder, you're going to make an easier meat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. You sink yeah. all your squats. You cut. Words of wisdom. You cut the depth. Then how easy is that? That's it. Huh. That's, that's some hardcore words of wisdom. 
drop like my that. small arm leg strong. <laughs> I got some more words of wisdom for you. Got a quote of the day up here at the big benches HQ. I like this because um, I overwhelm myself with what I got to do on a daily basis. Like I, I just things just run through my mind. I'm learning to prioritize it, but either you run the day or the day runs you. So the day's been running me a lot of times because I'll just, I got like a list of shit to do. There's always a list of shit to do when you have your own business. You got uh, stuff on your mind. But if you learn to prioritize, you know, what do I have to do first? It starts to, I'm finding it becomes a little bit easier to manage your day. But I like that quote. So anyone struggling with the same type of thing, maybe you got a lot on your plate for the day. You got to travel a lot, moving around. I really like that. Either you run the day or the day runs you. Other words, you can grab the bull by the horns. Mm-hmm. All right, you take control of your day. Are prioritize you what you gotta get done. Know what else bad. I like? Know what else I like? Uh, I'm really big into the Buddha stuff. So I guess you know, staying in the moment, doing all that. Mostly, I got into him because he's a big, fat, happy guy, and I thought that was pretty cool. So I kind of learned a little bit. Um, but staying in the moment, I find is really huge. Sometimes when I'm running late to the gym or something, or got a lot on my mind, and I got this, I gotta get done. This, I gotta get done. Um, or I got this coming up the next day, and this this weekend. It's really overwhelming to think of it like that. If I'm just like, hey, you know what? I get there when I get there. Right now, I'm just driving. I'm gonna listen to some reggae and chill. That's what that's what I'll do. I'll listen to something. I know, no, no angry music. I'll chill out, right? And I'll just focus on driving to the gym. Real simple. Simplify shit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. Try it. Some wo- <coughs> words of wisdom. That. Elvis is into He reads all these uh, crazy books about that shit. One of the Jordan Peterson things that I really like was uh, about scheduling your day out and how he encountered so many people saying they don't like to schedule their day out. And he said, instead of scheduling your day so it's so like airtight and rigid, Schedule the day of a day that you want to have. Well, that's, I, that's like that. good. I like that. Yeah. That's really good. I'm going to try that, but the problem I'm running into <laughs> is I want to wake up ass early, and I don't because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm ass tired. You set your alarm, and then you so it two hours thing later. I'm finding, thing I'm finding, if I don't wake up at 6.30 like I want to and get shit done, I get so pissed at myself. Today I woke up at 8 something, and I was pissed because I feel like I'm rushed. I'm going to change your entire world right now. All right. Listen to the Jocko Willink. His, uh, he has a, actually like a small like, clip. Like You can find it on Spotify. Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink of Jocko getting Willink. up. Getting up in the morning. Just getting up in the morning. Getting up. Change your day. Some change motivational shit. Like Some strong ass with. motivational shit. Okay. It's a Spotify clip. Spotify clip. All right. Everyone out there, John Willink. Jocko Willink. Jocko. <laughs> Jocko Willink. Go on Spotify. Look up Jocko oh, Willink. All right. we got Change anything, your entire life. We got anything coming up on the Insta here? Nothing? We uh, we had a good comment about um, how there's so much more women in powerlifting. All the meets that the guys oh, yeah. went to. Yeah, who yep. posted that down? I, uh, I missed it. <laughs> I missed it. Well, had it. Exited. But. Listen, that, that's a very good point. That was crazy. Back in the day, uh, even at our gym, we didn't even have... Um, well, we had like a women's section, but it was like barren. Like, no one was on that. <laughs> there was like one girl, I guess, training at the time. But now it's like a session... Is majority women. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's really cool to get into the whole powerlifting scene. Um, but yeah, the man has the <clears throat> landscape changed. I mean, not too long ago, it was all multiply, big ass dudes eating a bunch of shit to get huge to fit their gear. And now you're getting like shredded dudes lifting a lot of weight, 
like Larry, and then uh, you get in a bunch of women in the game, which is really cool. Um, it's totally different. <clears throat> totally different. I know Steph Cohen just smashed something at U.S. Open. Yeah, a lot of people smashed something. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that U.S. Open was a lot. Yeah, that that uh, that meet's really cool. I like the cash prizes. I think there should be a lot more cash prizes. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I don't know why we don't have more cash prizes. You know, as companies get big and stuff, put some sponsorship shit out there. And, and then just play for the money. I think that's awesome. Adds that competitive edge mm-hmm. for the competitive yeah. guys. Yeah, you have your local meets everyone can do, but if you have cash prizes, mm-hmm. I know that would motivate me. You know, if you're making 40000 you know, not, not that every meet should be 40000 but even $1,000, that's pretty, yeah. that, that's going to change your landscape a little bit going forward. So uh, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe big benches to put on some meets someday, some good bench meets, like throw that. some, throw some cash on. I'd sign up. I wanted to do some charity thing here. That'd be cool. Do a little meat. A little bench off. Back. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bench off for some Bench charity. only shit? That'd be pretty cool. Just bench. Just we bench. Actually, let's not bring the deadlift into it. Let's just bench. I think so, my deadlift's getting better than Benny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of people are pushing me. I haven't really improved too much in the past <laughs> few years, but uh, I had a good run last year's Arnie. I was, I was, I had a good run on the deadlift. My best deadlift, uh, we got a little crawler coming up, the HQ. Oh, right so here. It's working its way up. It'll be all right. So... Um, yeah, I, I my best deadlift, granted, it was with straps, a suit, <laughs> and reverse bands, was 630. Oh. That's pretty good for me. That was a haul. Um, my best gym lift, 585 with the suit, and then Jose ended up taking me off the board lately, my 580 from the Arnie. But I had a good deadlift run. All right? I, I am beating you run. to 600. Yeah, you I keep saying that happen. wrong, but... You know, the tough thing, I'm not, like, training for a specific full power meet, so it's kind of hard to get that motivation, but maybe you'll give it to me. I'll kick your ass a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, Kendall, what's your favorite part of powerlifting? Let's we'll start wrapping up. Any questions coming in, just throw them down below on the Instagram live. If you're not following us on Instagram, somehow you found the podcast, uh, at Big Benches, don't miss out. <laughs> so, what's uh, what's I, favorite part so far? What do you really enjoy? I love the environment. I really All do right. the competitiveness. I love to compete, and I I always we always talk shit about like how you like to start shit, but I love it. I love it yeah. all, and, and I think competition will make you a better person. And it's a way of how to handle it. Don't try to take people down. Try to bring people up with you. Yes. Um. So I think the competition, but it's all friendly competition, and I've really like fell in love with. The bench press. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Good I started news. out being nervous about it, but I just I love it. I love bench day. I really. It's just my favorite. It's the best day. Yeah. Every day's bench day out here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the competitive aspect. Not enough people are competitive. People from a sport background that just got out of sports, you know how it is. Yeah. Like you're trying to win. Mm-hmm. You don't just play it. That's boring. No, no one I want to win. Play. You want to get trophies at the end yeah. of the year and like win stuff. I want to be. So that's the same in powerlifting. If it's you, it's you against you for a certain amount of time. I don't think that's a bad way of looking at it. When you're starting out, just try set numbers, beat your numbers. But yep. at a certain point, it's really fun to try to like battle something. It adds a whole new aspect. Now it's not just hitting a, a new PR at a meet. It's maybe planning your lifts so that you end up with a bigger mm-hmm. total. Something like that. I had that um, just like last week. I was hitting like a, I guess a mini plateau with the, the deadlift. And I was getting like really upset about how like I just couldn't get everything flowing at the same time. And I've been tra- I've trained by myself every morning with you. Like it's every morning by myself, <laughs> That's and tough. like it's, it's tough. tough. So you have to find like inner co- competition. But 
last week I deadlifted with up with Brittany. I with Brittany, and I was supposed to do I like talked a little shit. Yeah, you did. I was supposed to do two sixty for three, and you're like, nah. Brittany's doing sixty two sixty five for five, and I was like, shit, yeah, yes, I, I, <laughs> I loved it. She was supposed to do a five rep. You're supposed, supposed to, to do, do a three, three rep. rep. Not only did I bump it up for you, bumped up five pounds. I was like, Kendall, you got to match her, you got to beat her. Right. And then you came up with two extra reps. Yep. So that was good. Now I, yeah. that like totally changes the game of yeah. what is expected. Now. I was super excited about that. Yeah. So it got me pumped. I was see, like, that's yes. just a perfect example. Yeah. You probably, you know, you might have did that on your own, but it's hard to find that motivation. When it, you're trying it, to kick someone's ass, yeah. it's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true, though. I, competition will bring out the best in you. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. All right, so as we wrap this up, we've been going for a little bit. What what advice do you have? Because you just went through it. Um, you know, go, you just you were a softball player. You just got into lifting. You, mm-hmm. you, know, you had your own little struggles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you have to someone just starting out, um, you know, whether it's not being frustrated with the lifts, take your time learning, mm-hmm. or what would you you'd say would be your, your biggest thing for them? Um. Don't get caught up in seeing everybody uh, that's been in it for a while hitting PRs. Don't get caught up in all that. Get caught up in your process. Trust yourself. Trust the training. Focus on certain things that you need to focus on. And then, like I said, small little things like keeping your knees out. Mm-hmm. Activate your lats. Those are small wins. Small wins. Yep. If I do one of those, I'm like, yes. <laughs> like my <laughs> hand was killing the other day because I was actually bending the bar the way you're supposed to bend the bar. And to me, I was I came up to you and I was like, that was awesome. I loved that. Yeah. So just have those small little goals, um, and then don't get focused on what everybody else is doing. Um, focus on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a small wings. Uh, yeah. So it's like you can find progression in many ways. You don't have to always increase the weight. Could be an extra rep. Could be an extra set of another weight. Um, you know, it can find little technical things. That same weight that you use could move faster. The that one pumps plate. You, up. you know, I know a lot of people as they're warming up, they hit that weight that was really slow once. It went a lot faster, mm-hmm. felt better. That's a win. You gotta feel good about that. Mm-hmm. You know, even better technique throughout the reps too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Better technique is huge. Mm-hmm. Like you said, learning how to actually bend the bar, getting that feeling down. Mm-hmm. That's a huge win. You don't necessarily have yep. to add weight for that. You know, just getting that down is awesome. Yeah. So that's an important thing to keep in mind, especially if someone starts to plateau, is just finding those little wins. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes when your schedule gets hectic and you have a hard time getting to the gym, a little win could just be making all three sessions in a week. Yeah. You know, like where I'm at right now, you know, I'm getting hectic days and it's hard <clears throat> like to, to get my training sometimes. So the deadlift gets left out. So sometimes something gets left <laughs> out. Just sacrifices. Sometimes something gets left out. And, you know, maybe one of my goals should just be to hit that consistent for like a month basis and, um, you know, get started from there. That would be a small win. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, thanks for being on the BenchCast, Kendall. Where can we find you on Insta? Um, or wherever you are I'm at. I'm on Instagram. Snapface. 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 <laughs> I'm on Instagram, Forever Young underscore how do you, how you spell, You got a bunch of crazy shit with that. How do okay, you spell well, it's that? just because my last name, and I thought just Kendall something was what too was boring. F V R something. It's, yeah, abbreviated everything. It's, it's just Forever, and then it's Y N G. Forever underscore Y N G. No, no, no. Forever okay. Y N G underscore ninety six. All right, Forever. I think so. Y N G underscore ninety six. Just Forever. Look forever, forever Young. <laughs> But you won't be forever young forever. No, that's... everyone gets old. 
Yeah, well, it's just my last name. It sounds stupid. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I so, mean, until she gets married, she'll be forever. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Then she'll be forever something else. Forever. <laughs> Happily ever after. That should be your thing. I just made your hashtag, the wedding hashtag. Forever young till something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. And you know, at small arm, leg strong. He Com- just got a new shirt, small arm, leg strong shirt. And I'm committed to posting more. It's a real deal. Yeah, you, you're never going to see anything, so <laughs> why bother following, really? <laughs> but shoot him a follow. You know where to find us, at Big Benches. You go on the YouTube. All our videos, last two years, lots of shit on there. Don't miss out on the YouTube. Definitely do that. Subscribe, because the Instagram's just short clippings of the YouTube. That's where all the information is. Go on the iTunes you're listening to now. Five-star review down below. Uh, if you send me a screenshot, I will send you something in return. We got some few lanyards left and whatnot, but I will get you out some if you leave a nice five-star review on the iTunes. We really appreciate that. Um, is that it? We got anything else? Big, the website, bigbenches.com. We got the new six-week challenge. Might be already be in, in motion by the time this airs, though. But uh, definitely hit me up about that. That's going to be fun. You can win prizes. You got standings on the website. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm probably going to open that up. By the time this airs, the full Big Benches uh, seminar should be up too? Yeah, we have the DVDs from CrossFit 231 Bench Clinic. That is going to be a wealth of knowledge. What is that, just under two hours? Just under two hours. Full of bench knowledge. Full bench stuff. Uh, If you just want to see hands-on technique, we got all the warm-up on there. But that can really change the way you bench. And, you know, it's, it's... we got hard copies, digital downloads, so definitely give that a check out. And um, we got, uh, hopefully, too, we got the, the new, got a lot of stuff coming up. Oh, it's, it's, it's a big month. I got some new equipment coming in. I got elbows, sleeves, wrist straps, all right, 24-inch ones, 36-inch ones. These things are stiff. They're going to add pounds to your bench. Just the other night, um, Zoltan, he was actually trying them out, and he was like, shit, that weight feels a lot lighter with them. He hasn't used a stiff wrap like that before, but uh, they, they definitely, it's a, it's a really good wrap. So, got a lot going on. Check us all out. And you, my personal, at Bench and Benny, if you want to see what I'm up to on the bench. All right, you have been listening to The Benchcast.